Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical, and what's the word, everyone? And happy MLK Day to everyone. I hope everybody's out there, uh, you know, getting themselves together, taking care of business, you know, relaxing, pampering themselves, and just enjoying life, you know what I mean? And so uh, this morning, we will be reviewing... He's uh, the director, is your favorite director and my favorite director, M. Night Shyamalan. He's directed Sixth Sense. And a uh, quick story, I remember I went to go see Sixth Sense at the uh, theater with some college friends. Shout out to SSU, Savannah State. Shout out to Seaport. And um, yeah, we went out there and uh, I remember during the play, that's when I figured out that Bruce Willis was dead. Spoiler alert, if you didn't see Sixth Sense, shame on you. But, uh, yeah, so that's when I found out Bruce Willis was dead at the play, and I turned to a homeboy, Darren, I was like, Darren, I figured out the movie. I, I, Bruce Willis is dead. He was like, man, shut up, man, shut up. <laughs> so, and uh, he also directed Signs. Signs is a, is a memorable movie for me, because that was, like, the last time I spent time with my sister, my youngest, my late youngest sister. So, um, and she, like, got so scared that was a jump scare and she knocked the nachos and the nacho cheese in the air and it landed right on top of me so that will always be a memorable moment um unbreakable you know shout out to tori (laughs) because uh she she was my roommate and she turned me on to unbreakable she said it was good and i was kind of like i don't know you know i might check it out Eh." so you know so i finally checked it out because of her so so shout out to you tori and um M. Night Shyamalan also directed Split. And just for a quick log line, um, it's about two phenomenal people with extraordinary abilities. Um, they are captured and placed in a psycho ward along with another astonishing individual. Uh, can they prove that they're not a danger to society and themselves? And just to kind of give you the characters in the cast, and this this was going to be a long one, so uh, bear with me. You got uh, Patricia. Dennis, Hedwig, Barry, Heinrich, Jade, Ian Mary Reynolds, Norma, Jalen, Cat, BT, Kevin Wendell Crumb, Mr. Pritchard, Felita, Luke, Guttered, Samuel, Polly, and the Beast. All of these characters <laughs> are played by John by James McAvoy. Uh, he was also uh, in Split. Um, he was in the X-Men trilogy, and he was in Atonement. And the weird thing about it is, uh, I don't know, I, I I tried to, when I watch X-Men, I try to see if I see, you know, like I, I remember Professor X, whatever, when I try to watch like Split or uh, this film here, I, I did not see Professor X at all. Like I tried to, and I could not. This, he's a great actor. I have to give it to him. Um, also, you have David Dunn, played by Bruce Willis. Um, you remember him from Die Hard and Sixth Cent and also Pulp Fiction. You have uh, Elijah Prince, uh, first name Mr., last name Glass. Um, even though it's called Glass, he's not the main character. I'll get back to that later. Um, but he's be, he's played by Samuel Jackson. And just a quick story, I remember I met Samuel Jackson's wife uh, just when I was like in my Bellman days. And uh, 
I went to uh, assist, you know, a woman with her luggage or whatever, and her last name happened to be Jackson, and I opened the door, you know, she opened the door or whatever, and I get her luggage, and I'm making small talk, you know, you know, how you doing, Miss Jackson, you know, my name is Critical, and I'm here to get your luggage, so, uh, you know, so she was like, all right, cool, so she was like, yeah, you know, I got to meet my husband, he's on set, whoopie whoop, and, you know, I didn't know, and I was just like, oh, you know, your husband, he's, he's a cameraman, he just works behind the scene, you know, um, you know, what does he do, so she was like, my husband's name is Sam. And I'm like, why does she think I know her husband? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, why why did she just give me her husband's name? Why, you know, that that's kind of strange. So I said, oh, Sam. Oh, okay, uh, should I know Sam? Samuel. That's what she says back. I said, Samuel. Why does she keep giving me her husband's name? Like, I I I, I didn't ask her for her husband's name. I, you know. So I'm like, Miss Jackson, I'm sorry, I don't Samuel. Oh, she's like, oh, but the twist is, I have a homeboy. Uh, actually, you all met him clean. He did. Uh, he actually, uh, you know, helped me with the podcast with Venom. He knows the Jackson family. He knows Samuel Jackson and, and his wife and, and their daughter. And so, like, he, he told me this in college. He was like, yeah, you know, I'm, we, our family is real close with their family. And, you know, I, and one thing about clean, he doesn't lie. But it just felt weird for him to know an A-list actor. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yeah, right. But it, I, I knew he was telling the truth, but it was just weird, you know. So I was like, I looked at her, and I was like, well, so you must know Clean then. You know, I didn't, I said his real name, but you know, I was like, you must know Clean. She was like, Clean, you know, yeah, Clean Dennis. So she was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I know his family. So that was pretty cool. So we had a, a pretty good conversation, you know. And shout out to you, Clean. You know what I mean? For doing your thing and continue to do your thing. Um, but yeah, but that was cool. But Samuel Jackson, he's known for Snakes on the Plane. Uh, actually, that was a good movie. People make jokes about Snakes on the, Snakes on the Plane, but I, I think that was a pretty dope movie. Um, Pulp Fiction, all you know, was a classic. And also um, Unbreakable, he was in that as well. Um, you have Dr. Ella Staple, played by Sarah Paulson. Um, I love her work, her acting. Uh, Chops are dope, is dope. Um, you remember her from American Horror Story and 12 Years a Slave. You have Casey Cook. Um, she played Anya Taylor-Joy. She's, uh, uh not played, uh, it's, Casey Cook is played by Anya Taylor-Joy. And, uh, you've seen her in Split, Morgan, and Witch. And just to kind of catch you up, because a lot of people, you know, I don't want people to go see this movie thinking, yeah, I can just walk in and know what's going on. No, so I'm going to just kind of catch everybody up real quick. So um, Unbreakable started, you know, the crossover with David Dunn in a train accident. And he survives this, this disaster without a scratch. Um, he slowly realizes his ability of his superhuman strength. Um, him not, you know, he not being able to be, get sick. Touching people and getting images of their illegal past. And his weakness is water. And you have Elijah Prince, you know, uh, first name Mr., last name Glass. Um, he's known by Mr. Glass because of his medical condition. Um, he has uh, osteogenous imperfecta. Um, that's when the bones are very delicate and they can shatter easily. Um, Elijah is obsessed with comic books and he believes David is the opposite of himself, um, you know which is a superhero he thinks david is a superhero um he also caused david's train to crash killing me many people to find out if there are any superheroes out there 
So yeah, so he was just killing people to see if a superhero pop up. Interesting. So he eventually gets caught and locked up in the West Wing of Raven Hill Memorial. Now you have the second installment, or the second film. Um, it's called Split, and uh, that's when we uh, I spoke earlier about Casey Cook. Um, Casey Cook and two of her frenemies are kidnapped by a guy named Kevin that suffers from a, a dissociative, dissociative identity disorder. A dissociative identity disorder, meaning multiple personalities. I'm trying to say that real fast. So anyway, he has 23 personalities in one body. Good lord, um, they all like wait as a personality comes into the light. So that's how they take over the body. So basically it's like a musical chairs, you know, for the light. So that's how they, you know, uh, take over the body and, you know, do whatever they want to do or, you know, whatever plan they have, you know, going on in, in that head of his. And then one, you know, is the beast. The beast is the most dangerous personality because sometimes people with this disorder can transform their physical being. So like the beast gets bigger and stronger. He's also able to climb on walls like Spider-Man and takes bullets um, with no injuries, you know? So that's some of his um, abilities. Now, what I didn't like about the movie, um, M. Night Shyamalan kind of does this a lot. He exaggerates characters. Uh, I, you know, I kind of, he makes them kind of corny when he does that. I don't know why he does it, but it seems like the, the characters kind of, you know, could be over the top. Now, the good news is he did this, but it's only at the beginning of the film. Um, also, David's hero's name is the Overseer, and that's stupid. I think that's, I think David has a stupid comic book name. Um, another thing, there's no heavy blood um, with M. Night Shyamalan's movies. I think, you know, with his movies... You know, blood can push his movies further, but he refuses to use it. Um, like, for example, The Happening, I felt like The Happening wouldn't have been so bad. It probably would have been bad, but it wouldn't have been as bad if they would have had blood in it. You know what I'm saying? Because it would have been like, you know, uh, like wowing factors that kind of just wow you and like, whoa, you know, um, or just give you shock value. But um, he's more into the story, so I respect that. But I felt like a little bit more blood, you know, would, you know, get the antennas going a little bit. Um, another thing, Sarah Paulson's character, Dr. Staple, didn't really stand out as I thought she was going to stand out. I was just kind of like, not not as she should have done more or anything like that. It's just that, you know, Sarah Paulson has, you know, great acting ability. And I thought, and usually she kind of takes over roles. She didn't really take over any roles in this story. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, what I did like, uh, there was a strong introduction. I felt like David Dunn, um, Bruce Willis's character, had a strong introduction. Um, also, David Dunn's nickname was the Tiptoe Man before it was the Overseer. I felt like that was kind of, you know, it was a little silly, but, you know, you know, it was it was interesting. Um, also, David isn't working alone. You know, like most superheroes, you got to have a partner. So I'm just going to leave that at that. And also, uh, it was the scene, I think, uh, Dennis, if I'm not mistaken, Dennis is, is the little boy, if I'm not mistaken, you know, that the, the entity that's inside, you know, the, the 23 characters that's inside this one body. And I think Dennis is one of them. And he was, uh, if you remember the trailer, he was like rolling around on skates and he was talking to the girls, the cheerleaders and, uh, you know so the thing is the beast was coming and he had to like you know take his skates off and he was saying hey you know 
the beast is coming and I don't want the beast to come in roller skates while I'm in roller skates. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, the glass, as I mentioned earlier, isn't the main character, but very, uh, but he had, but when you, when he does something, it's very strong. You know what I mean? Like, like I was very entertained when glass got on the screen, you know, when when Mr. Glass got on the screen, I, I thought that was pretty, a pretty good look for him. Um, also this comic book movie has the crossover trope i thought that was pretty cool because we're in the age of comics right now where a lot of comic book movies are crossing over you know what i mean so like everybody is you know that was in one movie is crossing over to the next movie and i felt like m night Shyamalan, you know jump right in right in time right on time you know especially during the uh, infinity wars like that's the biggest crossover so it fits right in you know what i mean so that that's that's pretty dope on that end or that aspect and like i mentioned glass um you know he was a it was a strong character when you know he did do something um i don't know i think uh, i'm gonna have to start rocking purple you know for elijah to represent elijah uh mr glass or at least rock an outfit for um halloween you know what i mean so that would be dope um and i guess the thing too i do have to measure if uh mr glass or elijah prince was a black monster or what category did he fit in that one's kind of hard um you can easily say he's a black monster because the simple fact is you know the fact that he's broken enough bones to feel severe pain and all of a sudden he wants to kill masses just to see if a hero will pop up i mean that's kind of you know ridiculous you know what i mean but at the same time though on the other uh, aspect you got you know the the movie um not movie excuse me the comic book villain and you know most comic book villains don't really need a great reason to take over the world or want to hurt anybody so you know that could be what m night Shyamalan was going for you know what i mean so it's kind of really hard to really pull out to see if he was being portrayed as the black monster or he was just the you know the comic book villain you know what i mean i want to rule the world or i want to hurt people type of thing you know what i mean so um that part I feel was, you know, a little hard to really pull out right then. Um, I feel that James uh, McAvoy stole, or I won't say he stole the show, um, but I felt like he did great with his acting. I mean, it was, it was uh, all of these characters that he had to pull out and, and pretend he was, you know, I, I felt like that was, that was pretty cool. You know what I mean? Um, also, you had, um, uh, as I mentioned oh, before, you know, leaving off James uh, McAvoy, I-, I felt like, you know, as I mentioned, it- it's hard. I was it was hard trying to see if he was a Professor X because I actually did it. I was like, do I see the Professor X in there somewhere? Like something, a glimpse of Professor X, and I didn't see him. I- it- he wasn't there. It was like, wow, like he really is such a great actor that I did not see Professor X. It felt like it was a totally different actor. You know what I mean? So that's how good he is. And also, um, Bruce Willis, he was solid, you know, it was a safe character, he was pretty solid. And, uh, you know, just to make any comparisons to any other movies, uh, what does this movie remind me of? I would say Batman vs. Superman, but it doesn't suck, you know what I mean? So, that's, that's my comparison, it's way better than Batman vs. Superman, but, you know, like, the whole thing of, uh, 
uh, Eisenberg's character, Lex Luthor, basically putting Batman against Superman, you know what I mean? And, you know, putting them together. But this time, it's like, you know, um, Mr. Glass actually has a plan to get those two to, you know, to try to fight, you know what I mean? So I thought that was cool. And if you didn't know, of course, you know, those two are going to fight by the trailer. So um, don't don't feel too alarmed. Like, oh, you know, you're getting spoiled. Nah, you're good. You know, you know, they're going to fight. And, you know, Mr. Glass was teaming up with the bad guys. He said it on the trailer. So there you go. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like it was a better way of making Batman fight Superman. It was a lot smarter. Um, great story. And so it, it was cool. And I'm going to do this right here. Everybody gather around, you know, put your ears to the speaker, put your headphones on, turn the volume up, because I'm, Critical, is, I'm going to make a prediction. Critical is going to make a prediction, okay? Now, uh, the prediction is, everybody gather around and listen closely. You listen closely, open your ears, alright? So, my prediction is there won't be a superhero movie this year. I repeat, there won't be a superhero movie this year with a better storyline than Glass. Yes, I said it. I said it. You want to put something up? You want to put beers up? You want to put dollars up? Yeah, you know, I, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. The truth of dare, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? We could pull it all up. You know, we're talking big money here. You know, big beers. You know what I'm saying? Bottles of alcohol or a bottle, a bottle of alcohol. You know what I'm saying? Tell me, show me a movie this year. We got a whole year. You know, this is still January. This is this is Martin Luther King Day. You got until December 31st of 2019 to show me a movie that has a better storyline than glass superhero movie excuse me a superhero movie that has a better storyline than glass i'm putting it out there all right all right <laughs> so anyway um you know just uh you know a little something i felt um i would have liked you know mr glass to i don't know i think it would have been clever to make if mr glass wanted to be the hero but yet he was a little jealous of david and he tried to make david look like the villain and so instead of, you know, making, you know, him doing the right thing, referring to Mr. Glass, he actually becomes the villain trying to make David look like a villain. And then he just accepts his villain, you know, his villain card, you know. But you know what, man? I didn't write it. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that just would have smoothed uh, Mr. Glass's arc over to why he became a, a villain. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I have to watch... Um, Maybe I have to watch, um, uh, not Split. Oh, not, not, I can't think of the, the name of the movie. Um, but yeah, maybe I, I have to watch, um, Breakable, Unbreakable, excuse me. Again, to kind of, you know, get a better understanding why Glass, you know, turned bad so quickly. You know what I mean? But it's, it's all good. You know, maybe it was, like I mentioned before, it was all about that comic book villain, you know, that, you know, just that instant turn. Um, I will say, uh, Mr. Glass does push and drives the, uh, these characters in this film, uh, especially, um, 
uh, David, David Dunn. I feel like he does drive that character. Um, because if it wasn't for Mr. Glass and that train wreck, there would be no David Dunn. There would be no overseer or the tiptoe man. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so now we're going to go ahead and get into it and, and talk about what is the rating for this movie. So, Queen Ella Satine, I hope you're listening. So, I give this film nine shards of bones. Yes. Yes. I give this broken fragile shattered bones nine pieces nine pieces of them you know i hope you're listening queen ella satine and anybody else that thinks i don't give uh high ratings to film you know so you know it it, this film probably isn't for everybody it has mixed reviews which is fine but it's all about you know beauty is in the eye of the beholder so i was i was uh I, i thoroughly enjoyed myself um, would I see it again? I would. I definitely would see it again. Um, you know, M. Night Shyamalan had great shots. It was a great shot of of um, Mr. Glass when he was in the wheelchair and the light was shining in to the room. And you could see, like, the light going through his afro. I thought that was a really cool shot. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember what I said. There won't be a superhero movie this year with a better storyline than Glass. Alright, alright y'all, you know, go ahead, make me last by giving listeners support for the podcast, holler back at your boy, you know, I'm gonna uh, try to keep these movies, oh, not try, I am gonna keep these movies coming, I think 2019 is gonna be a wonderful, a great year for film, it's gonna be a great year for horror film, you know, check out uh, Pod Cemeteries, it's coming soon with me and Dave P. Cole. We're going to be uh, talking about a lot of horror stuff that's going on. So, you know, it'll be a lot of back and forth. Like, I still, you know, if horror stuff come up, you know, I still do here. But then we'll have, like, two non-experts talking about horror stuff on uh, Pod Cemetery. So that'll be soon. So uh, look out for that. Hopefully, it'll be uh, this weekend coming up, uh, this Friday. You might hear the uh, release. So I'll keep you all posted on that. All right. All right. Y'all take care. All right.